He come to me with money in his hand. He offered me. I didn't ask him. I wasn't knocking someone's door down. I was running from that. When I got out, I was in that. I was already through that. I had that. I went to the studio. I went to Fox Studios. I had it all. And I looked at it and I said, this is a bigger jail than I just got out of. I don't want to take my time going to work. I got a motorcycle and a sleeping bag and 10 or 15 girls. What the hell I want to go off into and, and go to work for? Work for what? Money? I got all the money in the world. I'm the king, man. I run the underworld, guy. I decide who does what and where they do it at. And what am I going to run around like, like I'm some teeny bopper somewhere for somebody else's money? I make the money, man. I roll the nickels. The game is mine. I deal the cards. Yo! What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Adam Pecora here, and welcome to yet another exciting rendition of Requiem for a Tuesday. How the hell are ya? Did that intro in one take, by the way. Shout out to Charles Manson. <laughs> but shout out Death Grips. Um, let me do the pluggy plugs. You know the drill. All linked in the description below. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. We gotta get those subs up. The shadow ban. Has it been lifted? We don't know. We got good numbers on the last one, but we'll see what's going forward. So... You know, spread the word. Help your boy out while we're still in this prison. Matt Nagy got fired. It finally happened. Thank fucking God for everybody, but he's still holding me down. It's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> we got music. Multiplex. Wolf X. I got some... That's my solo shit. Multiplex. We dropped a record called Google. It's fantastic. Everything is out everywhere. Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple, you know, whatever. All the good main things that you would use. Go use them. Uh, we got a YouTube channel for this show also. I'm all over the place on the order of this, but that's fine. You get the gist. Uh, you can see the Home Invasion full EP music video on the RFAT channel, as well as the only video episode we've done today, the Live from New York video special. Still very happy with that. And, uh, you know, follow my Instagram at adam.rfat. Lots of good stuff. Everything's all in there. Linked below. You can find it all. Anything I've done, it's there. So that's great. Enjoy it. Justice's show, Microwave Minutes, going strong, season two. Your boy should make an appearance at some point. We've been kind of lagging on those details. All right. Little late today. Took an extra day on my extended leave. Apologies. Uh, got home, got high, started redecorating the apartment. Kind of lost track of time, so the episode's coming late today, but we're back. I know some people were fiending this morning. Where is it? Where is it? Don't worry. It's here. It's late. I'm sorry. You know. What can you do? Because uh, the next thing I knew, oh, Alabama, Georgia's starting. We got to go. So that's how that went down, but that's okay. We're back now, and that's all that really matters. How the fuck are ya? Hope you're good. Anyway. Um, so if you didn't listen to last the last episode, I was going to say last week's episode, it was two weeks ago now, get on that. Licorice Pizza, Matrix, don't look up. If you still haven't seen those movies, what have you guys been doing? It's been a holiday week. You know, check them out. You're long overdue because we're doing a little Licorice Pizza follow-up to start here. And I had touched on it with Justice just a tad the um the controversy that i assumed would surround the japanese thing with the guy being ignorant but that's part of it and that's the whole thing and people don't understand that uh whatever so we talked about that but what i didn't even exp uh, maybe we talked about it i don't even remember now it's been so long but either way the whole age gap thing i noticed even somewhat before, may, again, maybe we talked about it a little, I don't really know, but I've just noticed that it has been a continuing conversation about the whole age gap thing, and I have seen claims of grooming involved and pedophilia, and let me just say this, that's not what this movie is about. If you read what it is about, sure, you can just draw those connections just by reading a description of what the movie is, but that's not what the movie is. And we're talking a little more spoilers here, so whatever. If you still haven't fucking listened to liquor, seen Licorice Pizza, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. 
Now you're skipping two episodes in a row. You're making big mistakes here. Anyway, it's just simply not that simple. See what I did there? Because she rejects him to begin with. The whole time is him pursuing her. So to say that she is grooming him makes zero sense. She's rejecting him the whole time. She doesn't want anything to do with being with a young boy. The whole movie, she's saying, you're a young boy. This is not going to (laughs) go. So if any, like he's pursuing her the entire time. Now you could make the argument that she gets on board because she sees him as an opportunity Now, that's just true. That's what the movie is about, frankly. But she never really uses him. So regardless, you can throw that argument out the window as well. Um, And pedophilia, again, I I, I don't even know where to begin. Throughout this movie, she just talks about how he's young and she cannot be a part of this. So... I mean, there's your argument right there. Like, just see the fucking movie, and here's the thing. How about watch a movie for the sake of being entertained instead of being like, I'm going to sit here and just wait for things to bitch about online. It's just so silly to me. It's like, how about you just enjoy something for once in your goddamn fucking life? And this is coming from the guy who has been branded as negative by every person he has known his entire life. I consider myself a realist, always have. Reality's just hard. You're welcome. Uh, (laughs) So, I I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, oh, I'm going to sit here and watch this movie, but instead I'm just going to be upset. Like, you know what I mean? She's grooming him. It's a movie. (laughs) Like, shut the fuck up. That's not what's happening. Like, what is... What is that even going to accomplish? Like, oh, you're going to cancel this movie character and now this movie character will never be a movie character again? It's just like, where does it end? God damn it. (laughs) I'm angry. Stop ruining good things. It's a good fucking movie. It's a fucking modern day masterpiece. Now... I only say modern day masterpiece because in the scope of Paul Thomas Anderson's previous masterpieces, it's a lower one. You know, would I call this movie a masterpiece in his filmography? No, but compared to any other movie coming out, like it's as good as anything you'll ever see by anybody because he's the best. So like you're going to see this movie not be entertained somehow for the two plus hours it is like you're full of shit if you sit there and the whole time you're just like this is gross it's like welcome to the 70s bitch like that's the point of the fucking movie i don't know what else to say so i just wanted to touch on that i felt like that didn't get hammered home enough in the original episode so there it is you're welcome (laughs) and enjoy just enjoy the movie You know, I mean, look at the fucking master. When the master came out, uh, people would have really lost their minds today. It would be so funny if that became like the next thing. People started watching his other movies and they're like, wait, did you know (laughs) that in there will be blood? He abandons his child. It's like, yeah, we've all known that the movie's been out the whole time. It was like, it would be like the Kevin Hart thing. when Did you guys know that in 08, Kevin Hart said this in his special? It's like, yeah, hilariously funny or whatever, seriously funny, whatever it was. That was his best special, and it was the reason he blew up in the first place. So no, he shouldn't have to apologize because it's the only reason any of you have ever heard of him before. It just doesn't make any sense, you know? You didn't, like, make a discovery. This is what it is. You know, you didn't like investigate something and like crack a code and now you're like changing the world. No, it's been like that the whole fucking time. So that's what I feel about licorice pizza. It's part of it's a realization that I had 
recently. Now, I don't know the validity of this. This is just a, a thought that I had, and the more I thought about it, the more I felt that it had merit. So I'm just going to throw this idea at you, okay? And you can do with it what you will, okay? So my thinking is these goddamn kids <laughs> all over TikTok calling everybody a pedophile, which, by the way, is very QAnon to do if you think that a movie character is a pedophile. You know, why not just call Tom Hanks one as well while you're at it? You know, the irony of that alone is already ridiculous. But what I will add, I just think that the gap in the internet is a big factor in these problems. So let me clarify what I'm trying to say here. When I was growing up, not very long ago, although it feels like I can relate more to people that were born in the 70s and 80s than I can to people born now. Not that I want that to be the case either. Uh, we were I'm, I'm kind of just from a gray area of time, you know, <laughs> where I can both remember the old times, but also I can understand how to use a phone, you know? Mid-90s, tough time to be born. You can't relate to anybody. But uh, we watched the craziest things ever. Ever. On the internet. And that was what the internet was. It was a lawless, unstructured, loose place where... If you looked hard enough, and to be honest, you didn't have to look very hard. There were no guides in place to hide things from anybody. You could find a video of anything happening to any person on earth that you could even imagine. Okay? Pain Olympics. I saw the dick and balls one. I didn't see the horse one or the jar. I didn't I didn't look. I didn't seek these out. But you're having sleepovers with your buddies. It's 2.30 in the morning and somebody's got a computer. I mean, things are going to go down. You know, two girls, one cup, a classic. You know, and based, I mean, based on the shit that I watch on YMH Live with Segura. You know, I could watch two girls, one cup and go to sleep. Have nice dreams afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see some shit. And I'm used to seeing some shit. Maybe that's why I like your mom's house so much. They show these videos that the internet has forgotten. Um, that's not why. There's a million reasons why. But you know what I mean? Maybe that's an added point. And I just think that all those videos went away. I think that if you're growing up now, you don't watch that shit. And now my point is not kids these days. They don't grow up the right way. Back in my day, we used to do this, and that was the better way. That was the... No, 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 no. I'm not coming at this from, like, a conservative aspect of we should show more kids, people shitting into mouths and blood and stuff. I'm not saying that. <laughs> my point is simply the desensitization... Ugh, desensitization, tough word, process of people. Uh, is a lot less slippery of a slope now. You know? You, you always hear all these fucking old heads complaining, we're protecting these kids, these kids have gone soft. Now, I can side with the you shouldn't get a trophy if you came in last place, but if you do, I also don't really care, because kids like trophies, you know? So, it, it, I'm somewhere in the middle of all of these things, but my point is mainly... If you grow up just watching people doing nice little dances, I just did a nice little dance as I said that, you're, you're just going to be a sensitive little dork forever. <laughs> you know, and I'm not coming as some tough guy. Any person around could and would be able to beat the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, I'm not some physically tough I can handle anything I get all the pussy like my life's great no that's not the case I just think like hey 
shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, just deal with it. I don't know. The struggle's good. Anyway, there's something in that gap. I just feel like you didn't grow up watching fucked up videos. Now you can't handle anything that's going on. Now you see a movie that's the lightest, pure, happiest movie Paul Thomas Anderson has ever made by a million miles. It's a sentimental, beautiful memory. It's about happiness and warmth. It's about the unknown things of youth. It's about a million things like that. It's a positive film. And you're like, she's a pedophile? Let me tell you this. She's not a pedophile, okay? Watch To Catch a Predator. You'll see some pedophiles, okay? That's how things are. And regardless, either way, pedophiles are real. (laughs) So, you know, don't, don't just think everything is an extreme all the time. Maybe they had a complicated relationship and their age gap was a part of those complications. Okay? And maybe it took a lot of trial and error to overcome those obstacles. And maybe it's still wrong. You know? It can still be wrong. But, like, boycott this movie? No. Things like this happen. So, just welcome to fucking planet Earth. Things are not black and white as much as you would like them to be, or I don't know what the fuck you would like anything to be, but go watch Two Girls, One Cup, and then go watch Licorice Pizza and tell me which one's more offensive to you. Okay? Thank you. That's my point. But all right, pivoting from that, just a little note, a little nugget, a little nuggy I want to throw in here. I'm currently... In yet another battle with my insurance company trying to thwart their plots to deny me my psoriasis medication. This has happened to me, oh, I don't know, a dozen times in my life where, you know, people don't understand. Like, my father doesn't understand why I think universal health care is a great idea. Meanwhile, (laughs) as a child... His health care would deny me my own medicine. Now, having said that, the government could also very easily do the same thing. So I do understand that. But my point is, I just would like a change in there for a personal reason, because I hate being denied the medicine that I've been prescribed because I need it. And they're just like, well, it's expensive. And it's like, yes, That is your entire business is to cover my fucking medicine. So just cover it. Oh, it's too much money. Well, you gave me a policy, you know? So sorry. Like, I don't know. You're only a fucking billion dollar industry. Cover my fucking medicine. Anyway, I'm also trying to cancel my car insurance because I just sold my car. My point is. Both of those things require a lot of 1-800-number phone calls, and those are the fucking bane of my existence. They never work. You're on hold for fucking ever. They ask you a million fucking questions, and the whole time you're thinking, why can't I just do this online? It doesn't take up my time. I can listen to music or a podcast, like Requiem for a Tuesday, while I do it. But no. It's never that easy. Is anything ever that easy? Of course not. And what happens? Okay, so I'm on... Every time you're on fucking hold, you hear shitty music, grainy, it's, you know, generic, whatever shit. And then they'll chime in. Your call is very important. Thank you. Fuck you. I know it isn't, and I know the person on the other end isn't going to do anything to try to help me, nor are they qualified to do so, okay? They work at a call center. They're not happy. I know all of this. And then, they'll chime in again. Did you know that we have a website? Yeah, I fucking know that you have a website. Everyone everywhere has a website. I have a fucking website. Okay, I know you have a website. 
Don't fucking insult my intelligence. If I could do this online, I would have. If I could have, I already would be done. I would not be on this phone call. So just let me listen to the fucking music. That's the thing. I hate when they fucking chime in and try to tell me something. Okay? But then I'm still on hold. And then I'm on hold for this car insurance. They keep doing that. And then the phone just picks up. But nobody's there. I'm on hold for 15 minutes and nobody's there all of a sudden. And the hold is over. As far as I know, I don't know what to do What I'm just going to listen to some noises in the background. It sounds like someone answered the phone and just didn't say anything to me. So I fucking hang up and it's just a waste of time. And it's like, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not just going to sit there again. And I get it, I guess. You want to make people call to cancel because it would, you know, fuck them for canceling your business. Sure. You got me, I guess. But just like, come on. Doing anything over the phone is just so antiquated. I could see, oh, I'm going to go get some tacos. Let me call it in and then I'll just walk over and it'll be ready. Like, sure, that's totally a reasonable thing. And they wouldn't even ask you to do that because guess what? You could order online for pickup at almost everywhere because everybody understands what convenience actually is. So fuck 1-800 numbers forever. I never want to call anyone about anything that has to do indirectly with me because it's just so unfair because, oh, you're on a time constraint. Too bad. You're on our time now. It's like, well, I can only do it from this time to this time. Oh, well, you better do it. And it's just like, fuck you. What, like, how many people are there even? That's my biggest question. Like, if I call and they're like, oh, it'll, you know, they give you that automated. It'll be about three to five minutes. First of all, guaranteed not true. But second of all. You know, like if you have to call an insurance company for sure. Oh, what? They only have 80 million other people that may need to call at any given time. So how many people are in a call center? You know what I mean? No matter what, just like the demand versus the people available just is not there. And it is just excruciating. I have no patience for it. And that's really it. So fuck you. Just wanted to add that. Thank you. Oh, I'm fired up today, ladies and germs. What can I say? It's been a long week. (laughs) Birthday's coming up on Saturday. You know what I want for my birthday? Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. (laughs) Buy some merch, too. Ooh, I forgot the merch and the plugs. You know what's up. (laughs) Oh, boy. Also, The weekend's new album is fucking awesome. I just want to add that in there. I want to make that clear that I've made that point. I don't really listen to The weekend. Uh, a lot of great singles, you know, Can't Feel My Face, excellent, all-timer. There's a bunch more, you know, just saying I really like that one specifically. Uh, but the retro sound, the, the, the collaboration doing 10 Tricks Point Never, who is just a synth god already, and... What's that guy's name? Max, whatever. The guy who did like all the late 90s, early 2000s hits that you could ever think of, like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, like the guy behind all that. To fuse those two together is genius. And the the songs are just incredible. They're all time songs. They sound like they could have been made in any decade of any time, pretty much. Not with that much quality, of course. Uh, they're all groovy. They're all, they all slap. The melodies are all good. The synth is always great. Like everything about it is just incredibly well-made. So kudos to that Canadian bastard, (laughs) the brother from up North. I don't mean that racially, by the way. (laughs) Oh, you fucking lamb chops. I don't know what that means. I guess I was going for something derogatory, but whatever. I just hate that that's even a reaction that I would have to have. 
You know what I mean? Like, I didn't mean anything by that, and you know that, and we know that. But Paul Thomas Anderson is a pedophile. Okay. (laughs) Sure. Anyway, moving on to the bread and butter of this episode. I don't know how long I'm going to do on this. I was originally just going to do a 30-minuter here, but I got fired up. This ended up going a little long. So we'll pivot just a tad, and we're going to go to football. First things first, just shout out to Georgia for beating Alabama. Fuck Alabama. If you're not from Alabama and you root for Alabama, you're an asshole. Uh, I don't equate that to the Patriots or the Yankees or whatever uh, because it's Alabama. So without ties to the state of Alabama, there's literally no reason to root for them unless you're just a fucking fair weather fan in which case the weather is perfect for you <laughs> uh but I'm, I'm glad they pulled it out especially given how ugly their last matchup was i didn't know how it would go uh the first half was super slow honestly the first three quarters were super slow i kind of tapped out wish i stayed in you know they started trading scores at the end and it probably got really interesting but i didn't have any money involved so i let it go but shout out georgia let's get alabama out of there let's get Jim Harbaugh out of the bears that's right that's my nfl transition uh <laughs> finally Nagy and pace are fucking gone but uh that does not mean the coast is clear chicago bears fans if you are like me you are also still very sad they said, oh, Ted Phillips is definitely still going to be involved. If you don't know, if you're a Bears fan and you don't know, the the gist is basically Ted Phillips is their, like, CFO. Now, I don't know if that's his exact title, but, like, he's the business guy, okay? And I guess he's doing fine. I, I My thing is just that, like, couldn't anybody do this? No, I don't mean, like, me. You know, but couldn't like literally anybody with any business knowledge be the business guy for a football team? They kind of just generate giant amounts of money on their own just by existing. So I don't really understand that part. But he has for no reason that anyone in the entire city of Chicago or surrounding suburbs can surmise. (laughs) getting fancy um had a large hand in the football operations of things you know he hired ryan pace blah 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 blah. and has not made good choices when doing that so he should not be doing that but apparently he is still going to be doing that so that's fucking awful and a lot of people are up in arms that they're getting Bill Polian to try to help make the decision, and then everybody just points out when they say that, that Bill Polian said Lamar Jackson should be a receiver running back, and yes, I will agree that that is very antiquated and an old man silly thing to say. Uh, I think that that's a silly thing to say about any quarterback. Uh, they talked about that with Michael Vick when he was in the NFL on the Falcons. They asked if he should take snaps at running back. And I do understand that that is a racially charged thing and that that is not cool. I'm not siding with Bill Polian for that either. But I will say Bill Polian's track record is excellent. Now, having also said that, the last guy was Ernie Accorsi who helped us out, quote-unquote. And that did not go well. And he also has an excellent track record. So... I still further understand the skepticism, but it does, like, I get it. They got the guy who, like, sounds good on paper, but might still fuck everything up. And the thing is, if that Ted Phillips guy is still in charge, who knows? Now, my dream hire would be Jim Harbaugh from Michigan because he was a bear and because he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl very, very quickly, and they fired him very, very quickly, and I felt that that was unjust at the time. He's a great coach. Seems like a great guy. And that's that. Now, I don't know if he's necessarily the best guy to develop Justin Fields, but he did develop Colin Kaepernick and, again, took him to the Super Bowl. 
So that's pretty sick. Now, Brian Flores just got fired surprisingly from the Dolphins. That also would not be a bad look. Apparently, the Bears have already interviewed him, but I don't know how that's going to work. I feel like you have to hire a GM before you hire a coach, you know, because you're going to have to hire a GM that's 100% on board with the coach that you already hire. So we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, But just fingers crossed that they don't fuck this up. We just need a guy who's going to be behind Justin Fields and is going to play to his strengths and develop an offense around him just one time. Again, I don't care about the defense. You can get rid of fucking every single player except for Roquan Smith. Uh, I take that back. Every player except for Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson. And you can scrap the entire defense and start over. I really don't care. Uh, All the guys that are worth keeping are too old to be worth keeping. So let's rebuild on defense so we can invest money into the offense so whatever fucking GM they hire, this is all I want from them. Get an offensive line in there. That's it. That's it. You know, some fucking weapons would be great. You know, Montgomery's good. Komet's a solid tight end. You know, Darnell Mooney's a good downfield threat. He's certainly not a number one, though. Allen Robinson fell off. Get him the fuck out of here. I could not have been more wrong about that. And then let's see where we're at. I mean, we don't have a first-round pick, but like this O-line needs to be good. We need to have a top 10 O-line in the NFL, and then everything can work itself out from there. But if that doesn't happen, the team is fucked. The team is fucked, no matter what. So, I don't know. There's not a lot of hope. You know, the Bears have never gotten it right before. I mean, I guess you can say 07, but we lost the Super Bowl, so how great did it work out? And when did we ever even remotely come back? We had that NFC title game with Cutler, and that was it. You know, it's just not... It's just not something that's in our wheelhouse, and so that's why the entire fan base is like, well, fuck, seven years ago we thought this was all going to work out. And then Nagy got hired, and then we were good, and then he won Coach of the Year, and it's like, did we finally do it? And the answer is no. The answer is certainly no. Could have Patrick Mahomes right now. We would have already won the Super Bowl. We would have won that year if that was not Mitch Trubisky. It's very sad. Now, having said that, the potential is great. You know, you just got to hire the right guy. Like when the Cubs hired Theo Epstein, we all knew something real can happen. And we won a fucking World Series for the first time in over a century. So, I don't know. Like, At first, I was just so happy that they were gone, but then I immediately was derailed by the Ted Phillips thing, and, you know, we'll see. We'll see. They just, if they blow this fucking thing again. The thing is just that, like, I will never leave their side. The Bears will always be so important to me, and I wish that that were not true, but it will always be true. My Hands are clenched and my eyes are closed as I'm saying this. Like, I just, I just want them. I just want them to, like, have potential. You know? There was not one flash from them all year, like, as a full team where I was like, something's building. They only got worse. They've only gotten progressively worse. And it doesn't seem like anyone's doing anything about it. So now's the time. Now, I don't know what GMs are available and whatnot, so I don't know who we could get that would be like the ace hire, but O-line and weapons. Don't worry about the defense right now. It just doesn't matter. You know, it's like, what 
what move could you make that would make us win a Super Bowl next year? Like, there just isn't one. So as long as somebody has their eye on the right thing, like, oh, let's build this offense, and maybe in two years we could already be contenders. Like, we got to build quick while Justin's on this contract. Because I here's the thing. Everybody wants to be, oh, he holds the ball too long. He holds the ball too long because he has a less than average amount of time to throw it, one. And, yes, there are certain times where the sack was his fault, but he's getting obliterated all the fucking time, okay? And he's not Tom Brady. He doesn't have a two-second release. That's just not how it is. <laughs> you know? Everybody wants him to just get back there and chuck it. Guess what? Receivers also have to get open that fast for him to throw it that fast, and they're not because the scheme is bad. You know, the players aren't that great either. But you know what I'm saying? It's just like, what are you expecting to happen? Because then you watch the Chiefs, bad example, I guess, but like you watch the Chiefs and they run plays that the Bears like try to run all the time, which makes sense because Nagy used to be there. And the Chiefs get 30 yards and the Bears get negative three. You know, it's the full personnel as well. So, I don't know. We, I don't know. I just hope they don't fuck this up. You know, I would kind of like an experienced coach like Flores or Harbaugh because the first-time coaches just don't seem to work out well. But if we were to get, like, Brian Dable from the Bills or Eric Bieniemy from the Chiefs, that would be great. But it's just like... I don't know, my instincts are that they don't want to do that this time because they did it last time and it was such a spectacular failure. But I don't know. I just don't know. So that's rough. All right, let's get on to the rest of the NFL. The season's over. First things first, let's talk Raiders-Chiefs. Everybody was like, oh, they could have had the tie, but he called that timeout. None of that was ever going to happen. Um, they were not going to like corroborate on a tie. Like that was the whole thing. Like if this, this, and this happens, the things that did end up happening, should they just take knees for 60 minutes? It's like, dude, you're on ESPN and you're saying this, this is what you guys came up with. Should they take knees for 60 minutes? Do you not think that like those teams would be like fined and people would get in like immense trouble for collusion and that that game might even be like forfeited or something at that point. And just like the idea that players would be on board with that, like they have to play for their fucking contracts, dude. They're not going to go out there and just like literally kneel down. (laughs) You know what I mean? And just like take one up the ass. It's part of the reason why tanking doesn't happen in the NFL. Also injuries and shit, but you know what I mean? Like you just can't, you have to go full force on every play. And also, these guys want to fucking win. They don't want to tie. Oh, we can both make it. Wouldn't that be fun? Like, they're not going to be nice to each other. They're fucking division rivals. And they're going to play the goddamn game. And then it ended up working out to where it was almost a tie. Oh, dropped my phone. Sorry for the noise. And everybody wants to say, oh, if Brendan Staley didn't call that timeout, they would have just taken an E and the game would have been over. There was zero indication of that happening. They were literally just about to run a play. Now, I will say, Brandon Staley being like, we called the timeout to get the right defense out there for the run, and then they just got gashed anyway. One, because they're 32nd and running, so what the fuck is the difference anyway? Uh, but two, because they just loaded up the box, and Josh Jacobs was like, oh, I'll just go outside. No problem, and they were not ready because they're the worst run defense in the NFL. Um, so that's what happened there. So the idea, like, look, Brandon Staley fucked up a couple games this year. They nailed it at the end. Herbert came in clutch. They did everything that they could have done to win. They came back from points, and it's, you know, they just can't stop the run. And that's all that's been talked about with them all year. That's the one thing that's consistent since, like, week three. They're terrible against the run. They have been all season, and that's what cost them in the end. It wasn't a timeout. So give the guys some slack. Now, having said that about Brandon Staley... Let's get into my future bets that have all been decimated, okay? So, oh, 
Breaking news, Joe Judge has been fired. Yeah, no shit. That guy's a fucking moron and that team is terrible. Good for them. Good for them. The Giants typically do a better job of hiring. So, <laughs> watch the Giants be in better shape than the Bears in two years. Oh, God. Don't even say that to me. Anyway, so let's go over division by division, my picks and my bets and whatever. All right. I'm going to go from the top just of the standings. AFC East. I had the Bills winning in a pick, but I had the Patriots winning in it as a bet because it was enticing. Just didn't work out. One game difference in there. The Bills pulled it out, so that's a bummer. But the pick was correct, and I have the Bills going to the Super Bowl and winning it. That could still happen, technically, but my confidence in that is obviously lower than it was. But the way Josh Allen has turned it on and been doing those, like, I'm going to run all the way to the right, but then I'm going to throw it back to the closest hash mark me, to me throws, those are insane. Like, Mahomes is doing it and throwing it all the way across to the other hash mark, and that's insane. And that's not always going to work out, but they seem to have, like, almost scripted these plays where Allen rolls towards out of bounds and then just throws it back in only, like, two yards and there's nobody there. It's brilliant, and it's going to work every time, uh, and it has so far. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about that division, which is good because who cares. Uh, I think I, I had Cleveland in the north. Obviously not good, but I love that the Bengals are so fucking awesome. Joe Burrow, probably my favorite quarterback in the NFL right now. He's just unbelievable. The way he stands in the pocket as guys are just coming down on him and then we will just launch it downfield, get his ass kicked, and complete a beautiful deep ball. Things like that are fucking amazing. Everything about his demeanor, the way he talks after games, like everything about that guy is fucking incredible, and I'm very jealous of Cincinnati that they get to enjoy such a fucking awesome guy. Love Joe Burrow. And obviously, Jamar Chase is fucking insane. Blah, 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 blah. Their whole team's great. Uh, Pittsburgh got in, which is a shocker. They're terrible. But I did mention preseason. I remember Mike Tomlin never in under 500. Still true. Uh, but they're awful. They're going to get bounced. So who cares? Glad Baltimore didn't make it. Fuck them. I do not like them. Uh, Tennessee had them, but not in a bet. Glad Indy didn't make it. I don't fucking like them either. The rest of the division's a disaster. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> the West had the Chargers winning. Looked great. Looked great for a while. Slowly looked worse. And now they're not even in the playoffs. So that was a fucking disaster. Also had Staley winning coach of the year. Pretty terrible. Uh, the East, I had Washington winning. Also not good. Had had uh, Chase Young for Defensive Player of the Year as well. He tore his ACL in like the fourth game of the year. Maybe less. So that didn't look great. The North bet on the Bears just because. But we all knew the Packers were winning. They very well might win the Super Bowl. Hope that's not true. But I am now a partial owner of the Packers. That's right. Your boy bought a share of stock. That way, you know. They can't always beat me. <laughs> oh, Bears lost to the Packers again. Whatever. I own that team. So that's cool. <laughs> oh, bet on the Packers today. That's fine. I'm a part owner. You know, things like that. <laughs> uh, the Lions, though. Dan Campbell's the fucking man. He better stick around for a long time because that team is on the up and up. I love the way they play. I love their heart. I love that they care. They're actually building something. Um, so shout out to the Lions. They're the only team in the division besides the Bears that I don't hate. And I kind of root for. The South, I had Tampa. I mean, that was in the easiest division to pick in the entire league. I would say. I mean, I guess the Chiefs won the West again, so that one's pretty easy. Uh, I guess the North, too. But I just knew that there was no chance New Orleans would be good with no quarterback. I mean... They were better with Jameis, so maybe they should keep Jameis. They were at least winning games. It really went downhill once he went out. Let's see. Jameis Winston is still their leader in passing. 
in yards anyway, and touchdowns. They should definitely bring Jameis back. But technically, Trevor Simeon's stats aren't that bad. Well, his average per attempt isn't good. Anyway, you get the point. (laughs) Just not a lot of faith in New Orleans there. And the Rams. My only future bet that I won was the Rams winning the division, so that is great. Uh, I'm upset that San Francisco made it. I do not like them. And uh, the Cardinals are fun, but without D-Hop, what are their chances, really? (sighs) Who knows? But I lost every future that I had. There might have been some more in there. Every single one, except for the Rams winning the division. Now, I got some more coming up. (laughs) I added a new Coach of the Year bet in there, bet on Vrabel. He's not the favorite somehow. And I think he did the best job. They had more fucking players play on the team than anyone in the history of the league. They lost the best running back, arguably best player in the NFL. You know, like I would say Derrick Henry is as good at running back as Mahomes is at quarterback. So like I'm just comparing it like that. Maybe not in importance are they equal, but in talent at their position uh, and they still got the one seed, which is crazy. And I love that team. I'm going to root for them as well. I, I would be stoked if they somehow made it. Now, of course, I want the Bills to make it so I can win some fucking cash, but you get the point. I uh, added another future that has already aged very, very poorly. I threw some cash on Carson Wentz to win Comeback Player of the Year, and then they went and shot the bet against Jacksonville, so I doubt that he's even going to get significant votes. But my thing was just that, like, Dak Prescott was the leader, and it's like, yeah, he broke his ankle, though. I get it when a guy has, like, a like Brady had a catastrophic, tore his ACL, now he's back, and then nobody had that good of a season in terms of a comeback. But, like, oh, just one guy was injured, now he's the comeback player of the year. I feel like the spirit of comeback player of the year is not you got hurt last year and now you're just good again like you already were. Wentz was terrible, and now he wasn't as terrible. But again, that last game is really going to fuck that up. So that was just my thinking on that. I just threw like 10 bucks at it. It was like plus 1,600 or something crazy. Maybe thousand? I don't even know. <laughs> it was insane. It was like put in ten bucks, win a thousand dollars. So doubt that'll happen, but that was fun. So why not? Uh, and then I still have my playoff futures. I have Rams, Bills, Super Bowl, Rams or Bills winning. So if if that were to go down, that would be nuts. Um, but nothing else going on that. I guess I'll just close out with some first round playoff picks we're gonna end a little early today like i said this is originally gonna be a 30 minuter so i guess now i am fully pivoting on my these episodes have to be an hour long thing but that's my fault i'm sorry (laughs) whatever we gotta do what we gotta do folks all right wild card round Dun, 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 dun. We're just going to go game by game. Let's break it down. Raiders, Bengals in Cincinnati. Of course, they won their division. I got the Bengals for just what I said. Just Joe Burrow. What a fucking gamer. Here's the thing everybody keeps saying Cincinnati's a year away. Yes, I think from being like an elite, being considered elite. You know, like straight up, like, oh, what's the cream of the crop? And you're like, oh, preseason, best teams in the AFC. Like, there's Cincy in there. Yeah, like, after this offseason, they might add some pieces that would make them do that. But have you not seen their last few games? Now, yeah, they've had some stale ones in there for sure. Um, But they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Broncos. They beat the Niners. Like, they ended the season winning four in a row. They lost to the Browns at the end again, but, you know, there was backups. Does it count? They beat the Raiders 32-13 to when they played them. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. 
They've just been on a fucking tear. They've been excellent. Burrow's the man. And I, I just think that they're better at every position. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty simple. Mixon's better than Jacobs. Chase is better than whoever on the Raiders. Renfro's their main receiver. Darren Waller's nowhere to be found anymore. So, I don't know. And anyway, what I was saying, I don't think that they're a year away. I mean, I could see them making a run. Now, will they win the Super Bowl? Obviously, that's very unlikely, but I'm just saying. Joe Burrow steps the fuck up. So, I could see them making it to the championship game. Again, I, I, I could see them making the Super Bowl, but... Obviously, that's less likely. I'm just saying the talk of them being like a lower tier, whatever, I don't really back that. The defense has been good, too. You know, that front that gets pressure. I don't know. But the Raiders, they've been overcoming a lot, so we'll see. But I got Cincy in that one, no problem. Pat's Bills. It's going to be the Bills. Um, They're going to be at home. Mac Jones, rookie, blah, 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 all that stuff. It just seems very unlikely that the Patriots would win this one. Now, last game they played was Bill Belichick baiting the Bills. I don't think so. I think that the Bills just beat the shit out of them the last time they played because the Bills are better. And I think they'll probably win. Now, next year, you want to talk about a team that's on the up and up? The Patriots are going to be very good next season. They'll probably add some more pieces in the offseason. Maybe they'll have a good draft. Who knows? Uh, but if they went 10-7 and seven with what they have now, the fact that they were... Oh, I dropped my phone again. I'm sorry. The fact that they fucking have all this shit in place now with their rookie QB who's only going to get better... I mean, you got a you got a lot to love there in New England, but the Bills are likely gonna handle business here. Uh, there would have to be like Belichick would have to game this like a Super Bowl, like the way he did against the Rams, where he's like, "We're gonna shut this entire offense down because I figured it out." That just doesn't seem very likely to me. Um, it would be sad because of my bets but it would also be fun if the Patriots won I do love when things get shaken up but I I just don't see it in that one you know the Raiders have a much better chance of beating the Bengals than the Patriots do the Bills but that's just my opinion uh especially you know it's weird they only finished one game difference but it feels much bigger it also feels like the Patriots did better than 10 and 7 um also that's the weird thing about the 17 game season where a team is you can either go eight and nine and be one game under five hundred. You can be seven and ten and be three under. Now I get it that five hundred doesn't really exist, but it throws things off like that, and it's just so weird to me. It's going to be very hard to get used to. Uh, I would rather them just play eighteen games, so it at least makes more sense. You know, give me even numbers here. Um, I did hear a lot of talk. People been like, the season's too long. Like, th- like in the middle of it. <laughs> People were like, this season's going pretty long. I don't know. It's like the games are the it's the same length as always until the last week. And then the last week happened like, yeah, the season was too long. It's like it was one week longer. That argument has been so weird to me the whole time. It's like, did we need the extra game? I would say no, we didn't need the extra game. Sure. Like I would agree. 16 is fine. Was fine. Is fine. You know, would be good to stay that way. Um. But to say (laughs) that this is now just way too much, it's like, yeah, there's one extra game. I can see how that's a lot like for the players because you're already playing so much and it's so hard on your body. That's fine. But like personalities being like, yep, season's definitely too long now. It's like, okay, they added one. So that, that was the threshold to where it's now just unbearable to deal with. I don't know. Seems silly to me. Seems complaining for complaining's sake. Uh, Bucks, Eagles, Bucks by a billion. I don't see any way that they don't just absolutely crush them. 
Now, the Eagles have a good running game, and Tampa's D isn't what it was last year. You know, so maybe they can get some traction going, but I don't see Jalen Hurt. I, and again, their secondary is even worse than their running D, but I don't see Jalen Hurts throwing it all over them. And regardless, is the Eagles D such a formidable thing that they're going to shut down Tom Brady? Like, I just don't think that that's possible either. You know? They don't need Antonio Brown. They don't need Chris Godwin to beat the Eagles. I, I think that they'll cruise in that one, and they are the second biggest favorite of the weekend, eight and a half. Uh, 49ers-Cowboys, that's going to be the best game, at least on paper. And, I mean, I want, I don't like either of these teams, but I would much rather have the Cowboys win than the 49ers. I really don't like the 49ers one. And two, the 49ers are dangerous. <laughs> when you watch them play, you realize that they are actually pretty good and they've got a lot to work with, and that is kind of scary. Uh, Debo is the fucking man. I love Debo. Thanks for helping, helping me win my fantasy team league. Debo, you're the man. Uh, but I think Dallas has this one. But this is the one where I, I would consider this game to be almost a pick em. They have Dallas at three. They're at home. It makes sense. The playoffs, you can't really do less than that. That would be disrespectful. <laughs> but I'm taking the boys in this one. Chiefs-Steelers, you ain't got to talk about it. It's the Chiefs. It's a matter of how much they're going to win by. Now, if the Steelers were to upset them in this game, that would be great. Really just for my future, as long as the Bills win. Uh, <laughs> having the Chiefs not around would just be more fun for the playoffs. But the Steelers have no chance. Unless their defense just goes in and shuts down Kansas City, there's just no way. I don't see it even remotely, frankly. I don't see any way that Roethlisberger could score 21 points. <laughs> you know, could he get three touchdowns out of Ben Roethlisberger in this game? No. Could you get... 200 yards passing from him in this game slim so uh, i think the chiefs will take care of business pretty handily in this one wow i have a splinter sorry <laughs> um and last but not least rams cardinals for the third time this year I don't really know what to make of it. Are the Cardinals good? Are they not? I think Cliff's King, Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. I don't really understand where the negativity comes from that. It's just like, oh, well, well, the Cardinals were this record, and now they're this record, and last year they had a good record, and then they fell off, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, he's a bad coach because they won a bunch. Like I get it. It's not it's good to win and lose in consistent terms and not have like not be ten and one and then finish, you know, twelve and five or whatever. Something yeah, that's not exactly what it was with them, but whatever. I get that. But they turned that entire franchise around in like two years. So <laughs> I think he's doing just fine. I mean, I'm going to have to take the Rams, but if Stafford throws a pick six like he's prone to do, who knows? He's only played, what, one playoff game his entire life? So I don't know. That would suck. It would very much suck for the Rams to lose for my future bets. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, that, that one's also a toss-up, especially given that they're division opponents. I mean, literally anybody could win at any time in any division game unless you're playing the Packers in the North <laughs> or the Patriots for the last 20 years until now. So not thrilled about that matchup, but I'm going to take Rams. So we'll recap that the picks for this week, Bengals, Bills, Bucks. I'm just taking all favorites. I, I just took all the favorites in every game. <laughs> so, that definitely won't happen. I, I guess you can't say definitely for anything, but the odds of the favorites winning every game are pretty unrealistic. And the underdogs with potential, you know, cards, Niners, Raiders, 
even the Patriots. You know, you could see all of it. That's the beautiful. That's the beautiful thing about the playoffs, though. You can always see anybody winning at any time. God, I fucking love football, and I'm so happy it's here. But I'm also so sad that the season's over. <laughs> what a what a terrible, terrific balance it is. And would you look at that? We made it to an hour after all. Look at that. Sorry I deceived you earlier by trying to claim that this was not going to be what was going to happen. But I didn't think it was. But man, I just fucking love football so much. Can't wait for the Super Bowl. Going to do it big. Going to do it very big yet again. Hopefully we win a fuck ton of money just like last year, folks. Thanks for tuning in. It's always great to have you. Can't wait to do it again. I'll see you next week. We back on the regular schedule. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.